Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jarrett Bailey here. Kurt Homiser, not here today, flying solo, but we got Ben Albright with us, the flashiest dressing insider in the game. Ben, it's been a minute. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing all right, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there as best we can. Uh, but, you know. Congratulations, by the way, on the, uh, the new gig over there. Hey, I appreciate it, mate. Doing a little bit of work with you, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, Pro Football Network was nice enough to allow me to do some Steelers stuff for them, so that'll be starting next week. A little bit of a personal announcement, I guess, to start off the show. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. A lot of good people in there. Mike Tanier just got hired there as well, a guy who I'm pretty familiar with. He's come on the show a few times, one of the best in the business as well. So they're, they're, they're getting a lot of heavy hitters there, so I'm, I'm happy to be part of that. Well, we're happy to have you. I appreciate that. So, we'll start off in your little in your neck of the woods with the Broncos. Um, first off, uh, you know, Demar Dotson is now going to be, we assume, the starting right tackle after um, a few opt outs by them. So, uh, how is he looking? You know, what what do you expect from him, uh, and how do you expect that offensive line to look, especially you know at the tackle position? Um, Garrett Bowles has struggled a little bit as well. So, what do you expect uh, him to do? How do you expect the offensive line to hold up as a whole? Well, Dotson's actually being brought in to be the backup right tackle, where Elijah Wilkinson will start at the right side. He was mm-hmm. expected to be competition for Garrett Bowles on the left. Uh, he will back up Bowles on the left. So it's really a question of how those two play and, and, and then how the situation plays out from there. Uh, Garrett Bowles, Bowles played very well down the stretch for the Broncos. Final five, six games of the season, he was, he was hardly penalized. Um, and I think he allowed one total sack. Uh, so the, the the Broncos are hoping that you know Mike Bunchak's coaching has finally gotten him to this point where he needs to be. This is really kind of a um, a referendum year for him because uh, they, they declined his fifth year option. They weren't going to pay him that much money, but they were like, "Well, you know, you play you play you play well enough, we can work on an extension, but you're going to have to show us." And so that's where they're at with Bowles. Like Wilkinson, they really liked. Um, the problem last year is he was practicing all week at guard because they thought Jawan James would play right tackle, mm. and then he get the call Saturday night at like 9 p.m. Hey, uh, you're actually going to play tackle this week. 
So he just wasn't used to playing the position. He wasn't practicing in it. And, uh, you know, there were some, some mistakes. He was getting beat at times, especially by speed rushers. So, uh, but they really like him. They got a lot of faith in him. Dotson has a, a track record, although he looked pretty shaky last year. Um, so, you know, they, they need to get a body in there with Juwan opted out for the season. And, you know, he, so it'll be uh, the line will basically be Bowles at left tackle, Reisner left guard, uh, Cushenberry at center. Uh, Graham Glasgow right guard and then uh, Elijah Wilkes at right tackle and then if you know if an injury or somebody doesn't play well then you know they can shuffle that around a little bit how high are you on Denver this year because I released my playoff predictions first of all the Titans and 49ers Twitter gave me hell the past week for that so that's been a a whole other exciting thing for itself but I had Denver finishing fifth in that first wild card spot how high are you on Denver because I'm liking what I see I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, the defense is a lot better than people think it is. Uh, you know, people weren't didn't watch Denver much last year because they didn't have a lot of prime time games. But defense is actually very good still. Um, it's it's kind of retooled and but it, but it's still very good. They were top ten in the league in yardage, number one in the red zone, um, uh, and it, one of the top I think seventh in scoring or points allowed. They're they're a very good defense. Um, the offense. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Uh, has been terrible since uh, since the Super Bowl. Uh, it's been a really bad. A lot of that, uh, the quarterback position. Some of it has been, uh, you know, the offensive line play, things like that. But um, they've they've gone younger. They've they've rebuilt and reloaded. Um, the offensive line looks to be a lot stronger than it used to be. Uh, the receiving core is different. I mean, Corlin Sutton's a bona fide star. Noah Fant, I think, is going to be a star after this season. But, you know, a lot of unknowns out there. Tim Patrick's really reliable, but he's been hurt. Um, when he's on the field, he's reliable anyway. Uh, when uh, And then, you know, Jerry Judy, everybody's excited about that, but nobody really knows um, how he's going to be in the pro game. K.J. Hamler, same thing. Uh, and it just gets a little more suspect the more you go down from there. Run game looks to be strong. You got Melvin Gordon and Phil Lindsay. That's a that's a pretty good one to punch. Uh, and then Drew Locke. Everything kind of hinges on whether or not he's the guy that showed up in those final five games last year, or whether that was a, a mirage. Yeah, KJ Hamler's a guy who I would be excited about as a Penn State fan. You know, I watched a lot of him, and I think especially in that offense where you know if you plug him into the slot and have Judy and Sutton on the outside, I think that he's the perfect guy to open up the middle. And with his speed, I think that that was a great addition. So I mean, John Elway very much made it clear how he plans on winning games and that's you know trying to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs in that division where you know if they're past midfield they're practically in the red zone so it seems that they're they're aiming toward trying to score more points than the Chiefs rather than hold them to less points yeah I think he I think it's both I think they want to attempt to play defense and generate turnovers but they recognize that they're going to have to have an offense that puts up more than 17 17 and a half points a game Mm -hmm. which is basically and the offensive line is not getting it done case is the best quarterback they've had since uh Peyton Manning before the Super Bowl run so that's that's saying something and um you know I think that I think they're just looking at this as saying well you know, our defense is able to hold people to between 17 and 21 points a game, but the offense can't score more than 17, and that kind of creates a problem. Mm-hmm. So we need, to, we need to create an offense that can score at least 24, and uh, that'll keep us in every game, and our defense will give us a chance, you know, in every game and go from there. I don't know that they think that they can necessarily beat Kansas City right now, but I think they're trying to, to build towards that, and I think that uh, with the expanded playoffs, they, they feel like, hey, you know, we can snag a wild card and anything's possible. So that's that's kind of the direction they're looking right now. And speaking of the playoffs, I do want to get your opinion on this because, like I said, you know, no matter what you put out, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion and they're going to counter it. And, you know, Twitter's a very fun 
very forgiving place, as you know. So um, I put up my predictions um, for each conference a few days ago, and I brought them together in one tweet, and everybody from especially Titans and 49ers Twitter hasn't been too pleased with me. But start off in the AFC, I got Kansas City at number one. I got Pittsburgh number two, Buffalo number three, and Indianapolis number four as my division winners. Um, I assume that you're going to be very much like everybody else and say I'm insane for having Pittsburgh at two, so let me have it. I don't think you are. All right. A very well-coached football team with a lot of talent that uh, had a lot of poor quarterback play last year, uh, and that can that can really set you back. So I think they will surprise people. At, number two might be a smidge high, but I, I think that they're definitely – um, uh, you know, in the race for a division winner, I know everybody's going to be all over Baltimore, but um, I, I think that I think Pittsburgh's in the conversation. So I, I don't think that's that's too far fetched. I like Buffalo this year. I think that they made a lot of improvements on the defensive side of the ball, where they were already very good. They obviously add Stephon Diggs um, down the stretch. You look at their schedule; it's kind of a brutal final month for them. Um, that said, I still have them going ten and six. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm hoping Josh Allen, for their sake, improves his accuracy. Um, are you on the higher end for Buffalo or are you thinking, you know, you know, you might have them penciled in to win the division or are you saying, you know, maybe New England, maybe, you know, somebody else? I think Buffalo's the only team in the AFC that can beat Kansas City. I know people wow. talk about Baltimore potentially. I'm very, very high on Buffalo. Um, I was high on them last year. Uh, I think that, you know, if Josh Allen can just play a little more within himself, and I think getting Diggs over there will help him out because they had so many of those small little pinball receivers, but nobody that could make a play on the outside. Um, but I think getting Diggs over there is really going to help them out a bunch. I, I, I like that team. I like it a lot. I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan, but that defense is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people vastly underestimate just how good that defense is. And, um, you know, I think they're a team that can compete with anybody in the in the AFC. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, and they get that strong run game in the defense that travels, you know, that, that travels well. So uh, playing playing well and playing well toward the end of the season, if they can avoid injury and Josh Allen can maybe take it up a step, they, they could definitely be a Super Bowl contender this year. If Kurt was here, he'd be doing jumping jacks and pr- singing your praises. I think you might get a Christmas card from him this year. So um, <laughs> for, for his beloved Bills that, that he's very high on this year as well. So... In terms of the AFC South, um, I love the Colts. I think that you put Phillip Rivers behind an offensive line that gives him time. You give him Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. I think they have one of the best drafts this year. Um, Defensively, Darius Leonard is maybe the most underrated superstar in the league. I don't think that's too far-fetched. I love Indianapolis in this division. I think they're, you know, from top to bottom, the most talented team. Um, You know, I get Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in the division. That's not really up for debate. But... You, you look at their defense, it's, you know, may, mediocre at best. I like I like Indianapolis a lot. Where do you stand on the AFC South? Uh, I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's the Titans, and I think it's the Colts. I know people are going to, you know, kind of squawk at me about the Texans, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, they, they live and die by Deshaun Watson. And, and, you know, when him playing outside of structure that Bill O'Brien has set up and how well they do that, they need Will Fuller on the field or else they become kind of one-dimensional. They got rid of New Hopkins. I, I just don't see them as a team that's, uh, that's taking a step forward. Uh, the Titans, I, I liked the Titans last year. I said they could be a, a, a playoff contender mm-hmm. if they'd get rid of Mariota, and it took them a few games to do it, but I got to watch it happen right in front of me here in Denver. Um, Mariota couldn't even get the ball over the 50-yard line. Ryan Tannehill comes in, leads three drives down there into the red zone. Uh, they didn't come away with any points because they kept trying for touchdowns instead of field goals uh, because they were behind multiple scores. But, um, you know, it, and then Tannehill went on a tear, you know, after that. 
I think stunning everybody. I, I don't know that Tannehill's numbers from last year are necessarily totally sustainable, uh, but I also don't think that team totally relies on Derrick Henry. I mean, that's the engine, but that's that's not the whole piece. Um, Tannehill's very efficient, and a lot of those uh, max protect sets that Arthur Smith was running to keep him protected, give him time to throw and be accurate with the football, um, you know, I thought that really benefited his game. So if you can keep Tannehill healthy and Derrick Henry stays healthy, I think Titans have as good a shot as anybody. Um, the key is really going to be Phil Rivers uh, in, in Indy and how he adapts to that offense. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously been the Chargers his whole career. He's had a few different offenses, uh, some of them similar to what he's going to be running up there. But, uh, you know, it's how quickly he gets on the same page with those guys and not making those late-game, boneheaded Philip Rivers mm-hmm. mistakes, you know. Uh, he, he has a tendency to do that kind of stuff. It'll cost you games. So uh, if he can clean the mental errors up, uh, which, you know, it's tough to ask of a Hall of Fame, you know, 40-year-old quarterback. <laughs> but if he can clean that stuff up, uh, I think they've got a shot. See, all right. So I'm, you know, last year I remember I commented on your tweet when you released your playoff predictions and the Titans were in there, and I called you crazy for putting them in there, and then I ate my words because Ryan Tannehill had a historic season. I think that I think that this is more, you know, I've seen Ryan Tannehill. He's not a bad quarterback. I think he's, you know, a solid starter. I think last year was very much lightning in a bottle. Um, and I, you're going to – I'm starting to freak out now because I had them going 4-12. and 12. <laughs> I, went, I went game by game uh, for every team. They were no different. And I, I, I just don't see it, Ben. I don't. And – <laughs> you know, defensively, they get rid of Jarrell Casey. And, you know, Vic Beasley is kind of a question mark right now for them. Uh, I think that they're secondary. You know, I love Kevin Byard and everything. Um, I think cornerback, you know, they don't have Logan Ryan anymore. I think Adoree Jackson's more of a return threat than he is a solid corner. Um, not to say that he's not a good corner. I think that we just overrate him because of his athletic ability. I just don't like Tennessee. I, I think that they do kind of rely a lot on Derrick Henry, and I think that that was shown greatly in the playoffs when Ryan Tannehill had back-to-back performances of less than 100 yards passing. So I, I get it. If it's broke, don't fix it. Um, but if I was them, I would have maybe tried to make a move for a Jordan Love this this past draft and um, seen what I could have pulled off. But I, I'm not high on Tennessee at all, and uh, – I got a lot of backlash for that. I have them picking third in the 2021 draft, so we'll see. But um, I'm I'm just not very high on them. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I take that under advisement. I, I still think they're a good football team. I I don't know. Four and twelve seems a little on the low side to me. I I, I did their entire defense opt out while I was taking a nap, or uh, they uh, might have, you know, or maybe it's just me <laughs> trying to, you know, prove that I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping I am, obviously. But yeah, this we'll, is. Uh, we'll I, see how it goes. We may, to, we may have to put a dinner on that. We'll get cold cake out too. We'll figure it out. Hey, that's fine with me. I'll glad I'll gladly get you a steak if I am wrong. Um, I've made a lot of bets on Twitter because I'm an irresponsible 21 year old. So um, that this might come back to haunt me. It might not. We'll see. Um, another team that I was low on that the media seems to love is the Carolina Panthers. How do you feel about them? Um, in three years, they'll be a contender. Uh, <laughs> this year, they're probably going to be fighting for the number one pick. Matt Rule is a brilliant coach. I can't speak highly of him enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and he absolutely understands and knows football. And the Giants blew it because he wanted that job. And they, they blew it trying to hardline him. So um, uh, I'll say that. On, on the flip side of that, as far as Carolina being a team right now that's ready to go, absolutely not. Get out of here. Um, you, you've got a quarterback who can't stay healthy. Uh, you've got a roster that's pretty much uh, pretty much decimated outside of Christian McCaffrey. you got a little speed, but 
than that. You know, uh, they traded away uh, offensive line pieces that you, you think you'd need to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the defense, I don't think, is ready to be competitive in a division that has Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Um, I, you know, if they if they won more than four games, I would be stunned. Okay, that makes me feel better because I actually have them having the number one pick this year. I think, well, first of all, how great would it be for Carolina if Trevor Lawrence stays home and gets drafted by the Panthers? I think he would get a hero's welcome. What's up? I said, now you're picking up what I'm putting down. Exactly. So I think that, you know, you get Trevor Lawrence there. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, in this division, I think Carolina is trying to show that they are, you know, in Atlanta or a Tampa Bay because they went out and got a Teddy Bridgewater who's, you know, a solid quarterback, but he doesn't have a big arm. He's very okay with, you know, the short pass and the West Coast style offense. I get that. But, you know, with a division that has Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Matt Ryan, I think Carolina's a little bit late to the party. I get what they were trying to do with, you know, going all defense in the draft. I like the Derek Brown pick. I like the Edor Grosmatos pick. I think that they understand that they need to be able to rush the passer, but this defense is stacked with rookies that are going to be expected to contribute right away. Uh, Troy Pratt's going to be a guy that they're going to uh, plug into the secondary a little bit too. Uh, it's going to they don't have they have you and I lined up at tight end as well. I have no idea what the hell they're going to do there. <laughs> so, it, yeah, they're, uh, they're in retreat if they have me back there. <laughs> what do you th- do? You think that you can run a forty times sub five? Uh, I actually, uh, we ran, uh, I was out there with the Jenkins elite guys uh, a couple of weeks back we ran and, um, you know, they gave me a four or nine. I, I felt like that was a little, uh, <laughs> I, I felt like that was a little generous, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not nearly as fast as I used to be, but, but, uh, but uh, you know, that it was for a minute there. I was like, Oh, the old guy still got it. Nice. Very good. So to take you through the rest of my, uh, the wild card in the AFC, we'll get back to the NFC here in a second. I did have the Broncos five, as I said. And then Baltimore 6, Cleveland 7. It was a toss-up between the Browns and the Chargers. How do you feel about uh, Kevin Stefanski and Cleveland? I, I think the, the Browns will be the surprise team for a lot of people this year. They're mm-hmm. a lot better than they were last year. Uh, that coaching staff was an atrocious mess. Uh, they made the wrong hire at, at almost every level and then had those guys try to uh, put together um, uh, or hold together a team that has a lot of ego on it. The ego can be a good thing sometimes, don't get wrong, but uh, a team had a lot of strong personality and bad coaches and made for a terrible mix. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he's there. I think that team will be a lot, a lot better this year. See, you know, obviously in the AFC North, I think that, I mean, you look at the talent. First of all, I think their Achilles heel last year offensively very much was play calling and offensive line play because Baker Mayfield was running for his life a solid amount. They bring in Jack Conklin. They draft Jedrick Wills. I think they go two for two there. And then defensively, you know, the front seven was very good. Miles Garrett obviously was suspended for, you know, the final part of last season because he tried to decapitate Mason Rudolph and, you know, that whole debacle. Um, but I like the addition of Grant Delpit. They already have Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward. I like the way they're going with that as well. They do lose Joe Schobert. That's going to be a little bit of, you know, a, a pretty solid loss for them in the, lineback, in the linebacking core. But, uh, yeah, I like Cleveland a lot. I think that if anybody can get this out of Baker Mayfield, it will be Kevin Stefanski. What happens if, you know, Cleveland does pull off, you know, another 7-9, 8-8 eight year and they miss the playoffs again? Is this kind of, is this, you know, a make or break type thing for Baker Mayfield? I don't know if it's make or break bad. If he has a shaky season, they'll certainly be starting to consider options. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he needs a season to solidify things. I don't know if this is the make or break. I, I would think he would get one more after this just based on the rookie season. Right. But uh, if it's an atrocious year this year, it could be a break season for him. 
Well, we shall see what happens in the AFC. NFC-wise, um, this is going to su- surprise you too because I have the Eagles as my number one seed. I'm extremely high on Carson Wentz. I think that you know you saw what he was dealing with last year. Um, the secondary couldn't stop anybody. Um, you know they dealt with you know practice squad players that were starting at the tail end of the year. Zach Ertz couldn't hardly walk in the final month of the year with the leg. Um, I think that with, you know, you bring in Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson comes back, you know, they're fully healthy on offense. I think Miles Sanders is one of the better dual threat running backs in football. Um, I like the Eagles a lot. And they add Darius Slay at corner to really help um, their biggest problem. I think the Eagles are going to be really good. I think they play in the weakest division. Um, you know, just the fact that I have them as the number one seed, I don't think they're going to be the best team. I think they're going to have the easiest path to get there. I know that they have, you know, they I know they play Baltimore. I know they play San Francisco. You know, they've got not the easiest schedule. Um, but I think that, you know, Carson Wentz is a guy who we forget was going to be an MVP, if not for a torn ACL in 2017. So Philadelphia is my number one. I have them winning the NFC East. Where do you sit on that? Uh, I think it's a two-horse race over there. I think it's a two-horse race between Philly and Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants, I don't, I don't think, are anywhere near competing. And Ron Rivera will get Washington turn around. It's just a question of how much time. Um, and I don't think he has the right quarterback there right now. But that's that's a discussion for another day. Um, the, the Philly and, and, and Dallas really just comes down to, you know, which one of those teams can stay healthy, put the best team out there, and, and win it. Dallas has a, a very good defense, very good offensive line. Uh, tax in that you know, the kind of contract year thing again. Obviously, they got Zeke, and now they got all those receivers. Um, you know, it feels like they're winning the arms race, but they've got to put it together on the field. They've got to have a new coach, new, new offense. Um, now, they, he says he's keeping a lot of what Kellen Moore does, so we'll see, but um, certainly he's going to want to do it his own way. And so I, I'm interested to see that. I, I think it's a two horse race. I, I'd give the edge to Dallas right now, just based on the injuries and the you know, on paper stuff. But let me get through t- training camp before making a final decision on that one. Oh, well, that's fair. I'll give you that time. Um, so, in terms of the NFC, um, the one team that I'm really looking forward to seeing this year, and I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I don't have them as a playoff team. I think they're going to be the first team out. I love Detroit this year. I know Matt Matt Patricia is a big question mark. Um, I don't think they ever should have let go of Jim Caldwell in the first place. That said, though, Matthew Stafford was playing like an MVP candidate before he got hurt. They were playing very good football, and if not for you know a couple bad calls, they might have been you know around that six and two mark as he got hurt. Um, they lose the remainder of the games that they have without him. Um, I love the Lions. You know, the, the, the loss of Darius Slay was was bad, but they make up with it by signing Trufant. They draft Jeff Akuta. They draft DeAndre Swift to pair with Carrion Johnson. I think Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones um, and TJ Hawkinson will prove to be very, very good um, all over the field. I love Detroit. Where do you sit with the Lions? Because, or is there another team that you see who maybe surprise some people in the NFC? Well, I think Detroit's good, but they were actually playing really well yeah. the last season. Uh, just a horrific spate of injuries, and, and the wheels kind of fell off. But um, I, I think that's an interesting pick. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of who else. I think Minnesota will be all right this year. Um, uh, who else over there? Uh, I think the Rams may have a bit of a bounce back. I, I One team I don't like that everybody seems to be high on is Arizona. Uh, I, I don't think they're very good. I didn't think they were very good last year. I think they just were, were – uh, uh, the beneficiaries of some late game defensive collapses due mm-hmm. to tempo that they were putting on people. Uh, I think people figured that out this year. Um, I didn't think Connor threw well uh, over the middle of the field at all. Most of it was outbreaking stuff. Um, and I think once defensive coordinators, you know, map that out, I think that's, um, 
I think it's going to be tough. And then Vance Joseph, their defensive coordinator, you're going to be a man all game, uh, which means you're going to gas your defense and put them at risk. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't really care for Arizona. Uh, and they're a tough division. Anytime your division with Seattle and San Francisco and the Rams, it's going to be tough anyway. So, um, I, I'm not high on. I was never high on the Green Bay higher up the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like he was not the right guy for what they were doing there. So um, that was something that I, I continue to believe. I think Aaron Rodgers carries that team right now. I don't think about the floor is all that great. Um, the Bears underwhelmed, and it's going to be – it's funny because the quarterbacks, they, they had Trubisky and they went out and got Foles. <laughs> Foles isn't good either. So, you know, that's, that's <laughs> interesting. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting about that. Uh, it's just interesting about that division. Um so, uh, you know, yeah, I think uh, I think you're probably right. Detroit is a good little sleeper, uh, you know, with a couple of breaks. And if they can stay healthy, could be, you know, could be something. I think the Bears tried to do what the Rams succeeded at was just go all out with a guy on a rookie contracts, you know, get a big name guy on defense where, you know, Cleo Matt comes over and try to make a run at it, which, I mean, the first year it kind of worked. I mean, they got to the playoffs and then Mitch Trubisky kind of laid an egg last year. I I think the worst thing for Chicago is that he did just well enough where they didn't suck horribly to get, you know, a top 10 pick um, and try to make a run at a quarterback. You know, they, you know, he kind of picked it up near the end of the year, especially against Dallas, where apparently, you know, the Cowboys couldn't stop him. And it made for, you know, an interesting thing. Do you think that Trubisky is going to be, you know, the starter going into the season? Do you think they start Foles? Do you think they want to start Foles? Where do you see them going um, at their quarterback position? Well, Foles will take the job in camp. Uh, yeah, you know, when they, once they get practices going, he's just a better passer than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mitch, you give him time, you know, he's okay. But uh, it, it, try to get that kind of time, give that kind of time to quarterbacks is tough. Uh, Trubisky's got athleticism, and that's fun. But at the end of the day, Foles is a better passer. Uh, and I'm not a big, big Foles fan, but he's a better passer than Mitch Trubisky. Well, in terms of the all-time Jesus team, I think Nick Foles would be the quarterback over Tim Tebow. I think we can agree on that. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, uh, maybe you know what the, I, I, I think that uh, given the opportunity, Tebow could throw up a hail mary. <laughs> I see what you did there. Jesus wordplay is always hilarious. So, <laughs> all right. So the wild card teams. I got Tampa at five. Um, I think that we're overlooking the fact that I get that Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's forty-three. He's old enough to be my father. Um, uh, eventually, he's got to slow down a little bit, right? Well, I, I'm not high on Tampa at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah to, to dispel the rumors, by the way, I, I know that rumor been floating around, but they are not renaming uh, Raymond James Stadium as uh, Shady Pines Field of Raymond, Raymond James <laughs> due to the age of all the guys they're bringing in. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that is a, you got a, a tight end in Gronkowski. You don't know if he can stay healthy. He's been out of football for a little while. Tom Brady, uh, clearly the wheels had started to come off at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Um, and, and I take that, I say that as somebody who watched firsthand as the wheels came off Peyton Manning. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting much from Tampa. I know they, they're all in on this thing. I, I'm not. Um, not that Jameis <laughs> was the answer. He certainly wasn't. But um, I, I don't know that Tom Brady in this scheme is a good fit. I don't know that Tom Brady in a new scheme that he hasn't run. And, you know, he's run the same thing virtually, at least in terms of terminology for, for his whole career. 
Um, I, I just, I, this is just a bad idea to me. Uh, and I, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it, it doesn't look like, uh, I think they're going to be more of a defensive football team than an offensive football team, if you ask me. Uh, and I think that in that division, you've got some buzzsaws. You've got to figure out the Saints are a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't sleep on the Falcons. I think, you know, they, they, Dan Quinn saved his job because the team rallied around him. We'll see if they can continue that into this year. I think he's a good coach, but you know they just haven't been able to put it together for whatever reason in Atlanta and, and get it done. Yeah, if you look at stats alone, you know Tampa Bay is going to look like a bad defense, but Todd Bowles had them playing at an elite level. If you look at the advanced stats, they were an upper-tier team. It was just the fact that their quarterback kept giving the ball to the other team. Well, yeah, and that's, that, that, that's the thing. is um, You know, it's... The thing about interceptions yeah. from advanced you know, metrics is you can throw them as long as you're throwing touchdowns. Uh, and the problem is is that Jameis was literally throwing interceptions, and not just interceptions, pick sixes at a historical rate. So, uh, you know, and then Tom Brady, of course, ended his Patriots career on the, you know, on the interception. Mm-hmm. I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see that fit. Brady's always been an Earhart Perkins, uh, dink and dunk type quarterback with, you know, the ability to go vertical once you bite the safeties. And, now he's going to be throwing vertical in an Aryan scheme. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, th- that was the one thing that came into mind as well is, one, is Tom Brady going to have the arm strength left to run in an Aryan scheme and you know throw bombs all game? That's never really been his style of play, so I think it'll be interesting to see. But at the same time, you, know, you look at the weapons in the offense where Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, O.J. Howard, uh, I just think that, Eventually, they're going to find a way. I think it's going to be shaky at first. I think they might come off, you know, a four and five, five and five start. But I think once, you know, they get into the shake of things, I think it could turn out to be okay. I'm, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, I had the 49ers at six, and that was where uh, the Bay Area kind of came for me. Um, where do you sit on San Francisco? Because I think that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is. Um, I don't want to say a liability because that's not fair to him, um, but he threw it eight times in a playoff game, and that said a lot to me. Where do you sit on the 49ers? How do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm not a big Garoppolo fan. I okay. think he's just a guy. Um, he can be efficient, and when you put him in an excellent system like Kyle Shanahan's, he can excel, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like he's carried by the system, not that he carries it. Um, and, you know, people point out to the teams losing before he got there, and that's fine, but you had C.J. Beathard and, you know. and <laughs> Nate uh, Mullins and, you know, or Nick like, Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins in there, guys like that. I mean, it's not comparable. Garoppolo's better than those guys. Uh, he's a serviceable starter in the league. He's, you know, he's a little bit better than Brian Hoyer, for instance. But, um, you know, he's, I just don't – I've seen – I watched that playoff run, and he, he was clearly carried by his team. In fact, they were hiding him at times because he couldn't make the throws. <laughs> Uh, he imploded in the fourth quarter, in the third, fourth quarter. He's the reason that it felt like they lost against Kansas City. Couldn't mm-hmm. make plays with him. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I, I still think they're going to win the division. I think they're the best coach football team with the most talent. But, um, and I think five's too low, personally. But uh, I, I don't I don't know um, if Garoppolo's the answer, and I don't know if he's the guy to get them back and or win the Super Bowl. I feel like if he was ugly and didn't play in New England, we wouldn't give two dams about Jimmy Garoppolo. Potentially, I mean, statistically, he had a great year last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had he had better stats than Deshaun Watson did. Right, right. But a lot of that's built off the fact that that run game was so dominant. Correct. Uh, that they could just pick you apart both ways. So. And then coming in at seven, I've got Dallas. This is a team that you know. Uh, originally, I didn't even have them making it just because. 
you know, the things that they lost on defense, they lose their number one corner. Other than the front seven, I mean, I just don't like their secondary right now. Uh, I like Demarcus Lawrence a lot. I love Jay, Jalen Smith. I love Van Der Esch. Um, I think they're just a very front seven, front seven heavy team. Um, and, you know, they lose Travis Frederick, which is going to hurt. You know, that offensive line isn't nearly what it used to be. And I think they're going to have to rely on Dak Prescott to win them a few games. And I haven't seen him prove that he can do that. So, um, do you think that do you think Dallas is a playoff team first off, and um, do you see them winning the division over Philadelphia? Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. I, I, I think they could. Um, I would probably on paper put them ahead right now. Okay. I, I think they're uh, on paper a better team. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, Dak. The thing about Dak is you you are right. I mean, he's, to me, he's just Alex Smith. Um, mm. You know, he's a guy that you put all this talent around him and he can kind of point guard you in the right direction. I don't find him to be a transcendent quarterback. I find him to be a good, serviceable starter with a lot of talent around him. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I I, uh, I don't dislike Dak Prescott. I just don't. To me, he's not, you know, a top 12 quarterback in the right. league. So, uh, but in the end, Dallas is they're pretty loaded. Um, they, you know, they play the zones key in the secondary, and so you don't have to have the, you know, the best man guys. They've got a pretty pretty stout front six or seven, um, you know, and I, I think they like to, you know, they like to get after quarterback. Um, I, you know, I, I think they could beat the Eagles. I think they got more talent, um, but, you know, they have to put it all together, and you got some disadvantages, obviously, with, the, like I said, the new head coach. All right. Did you release your – I know that you do this every year, too. Did you release yours yet, or do you wait a little bit longer? I wait a little bit longer. I, I generally like to get into a couple of weeks of training camp so I can kind of look at it, you know, and do all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll relieve it it before training camp just to be funny i think the last couple of years i've done that <laughs> throwing some money at you know money at charity yeah. if i'm wrong and stuff but um you know it's it's to me it's just fun just interacting with people and you know let them laugh at me a little bit and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well first of all mate i'm looking forward to working with you I'm glad to be able to do this with you um so thanks for coming on as always you know i love talking to you we'll definitely do this in the future um, eventually I will have clothes that will compete with you. Um, I was going to wear, <laughs> I was going to wear my white ripped jeans, my, my blue cardigan and a what a white wife beater and look like, you know, the dollar general version of machine gun Kelly for this. Um, but I decided against it cause I'm hot, but in the future, my friend, I will definitely, uh, you can hold me up to that and I'll post one on Twitter and we'll see who, who gets the most likes on that. How about, how about that? We'll, uh, we'll get you out to the senior bowl and have a swag off. We'll figure what happens. Yeah, I'll take you up on that offer for sure. But always love talking to you, buddy. We'll talk soon, all right? Absolutely. Take all right, it. man. Yep. And that is the great Benjamin Albright always giving me and Kurt his time. I wish Kurt was here to hear how, how much he loves the Bills. Um, but I will parlay that along to Mr. Homicer himself. And he will be back next week here on laces out and speaking of laces out you can still if you're interested in a Jameis 30 for 30 shirt definitely let us know whether it's dming our twitter page whether it's dming me at j bailey nfl on twitter whether it's dming kurt at kurt homicer 88 on twitter um if you are interested in getting a shirt just so we know how much we want to get ordered to distribute again dm me j bailey nfl dm kurt at kurt homicer 88 or you can uh, DM the Laces Out Twitter page, which is Laces Out PTST, if you want a Jameis Winston 30 for 30 shirt. We are also um, in the works with making a shirt for Ken Anderson's charity. We will get those pushed here in the coming weeks as well. 
Um, so a little bit of Laces Out merch coming toward you. Um, and if you like what we do here, you can uh, pledge to us on Patreon, uh, which is the link in our bio. You can head over to Patreon and pledge to us. We always appreciate that as well. So thank you to Benjamin Albright. Kurt will be back next week. I'm Jared Bailey. Thank you for listening to Laces Out, and we will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.